Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. G'day, thanks again for getting our preview podcast of day two of the championships. Vince Accardi from Daily Sectionals. Looks like we got what we wanted. Yeah, very good, Ralphie. H8, maybe S7 is uh, a big possibility. And who knows, could improve further with the wins. Let's see, but it's certainly with a little... I mean, oddly enough, at around 8 o'clock, there was a little bit of rain that hit the track. Yes. Let's just hope that didn't do anything. I'm sure it hasn't because no horses raced on it. It did so, must be a magnet in Sydney anyway. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. But we're, we're going to stick with a positive mindset and we definitely should be in a better situation than last week. Absolutely. All right. Well, as we always say, this is uh, an accompaniment to your final edition of Race Speed Profiles that you get with uh, with buying our uh, our. Uh, extensive preview on the Friday and this Saturday morning top-up. So please open up and have a listen as uh, as we go through them. Firstly, Vince, the way the track, you expect the track to play. I just feel that realistically a couple off the fence, Ralphie, to six from there. In other words, we're pretty much talking, if we're looking at hard on the fence, come off two and maybe out to lanes 13, 14 is really going to be the most dynamic part and it's going to absolutely suit on-pace horses and, you know, and midfielders as well. A disadvantage to the back markers. All right. So you've made the point here that it's, uh, it's you know, a slowish start to the day and then we'll, we'll come home strong with the quality. Yep. But uh, let, let's touch on, on these as we go through it. First race, low confidence, two-year-olds trying a mile is always a challenge. Very, very hard. Plus, you've got the other layer of how they're going to handle the ground and at what point are they going to fatigue. So not even from a time perspective, it's impossible to, for us to get a true assessment of what that ground condition is after race one. So we're all going to be waiting for the next race. Uh, all right, well, race two, the market saying cool Jakey, who showed a little bit of uh, speed before tapering last start at Kenzo, or it's it's a little bit wide open. Kovralika, though, Vince, has showed a little bit of staying promise in its first prep, and you've got it as most advantage. Well, it's a horse's broken benchmark. Did it at Worry Farm, Ralphie, over a mile. I don't see it as a disadvantage coming back to the 1,400 metres. It does have some wet track profile, which is a plus, sort of meets the minimum criteria. You know, we're looking for a WTI or four or better. So it hits that spot and has to be respected in a race where realistically, unless there's a, well, there is a possibility that there could be a couple of horses that might be just outstanding on wet ground and could sort of leap out of the ground and win. That's possible. But the reality is, even if it performs a length below benchmark, I mean, a length below its profile, it's still going to be a genuine top three prospect. You're saying Hell I Am can be forgiven for its last run? I have to forgive it for the last run, Ralphie. And I feel this horse has got a good footprint in terms of wet track profile. We, you know, really give this a, a genuine chance of uh, making a real contest against the three. All right. And the other one there you've uh, mentioned is perfect thought ahead of Cool Jakey in your most advantage. Race uh, three on the program here, Vince. Um, low, low to moderate confidence level. Yeah. Uh, 
people are better than me, Ralphie. Very, very <laughs> hard. No wet track uh, profiles to work with. I'm a mile away from this race. All right. Well, you've got Auden Ballet coming through the uh, the Black Opal there, but it's a please yourself situation as far as you're concerned. What you are saying, though, is that if uh, if the track's drying as expected, then Short Shorts uh, really deserves its place as uh, your top and your most advantage. Yes, because really, if you look at it, this is probably the only grey area for the horse of being able to the win the race. Is profile spot on coming out, you know, off a really fast run race. Everything sets up dynamically. It will get some advantage being up on pace, Rolfie. So hopefully, you know, and when I say how well the, the horse can handle the ground, like you said, if we're genuinely inside S7 and we're somewhere near S6, I'd be very confident this horse isn't going to have any problem handling that. It's just if it stays in the H8 or for whatever reason the track isn't uh, an improving one. Others in your most advantage, Lock Eagle, Kobe, and Audette. We start to get some to some real quality here, starting with race five on the program. Well, F Cabin, I think, might be a lock for a few people on the day, Vince, that, uh, that are happy to take the short price. But Zoo Tiger's got the blinkers on, and uh, we've seen that he's been very, very competitive with uh, F Cabin in the past. We've sort of discussed this yesterday. So what's your final thoughts? Well, Zoo Tiger's clearly got the dominance from a wet track profile, Ralphie. And even if we're on S6, S7, I still feel that Zoo Tiger's got the dominance. It's only if we're beyond that that I feel that they will come together in terms of the the gap. Because, I mean, I'm sitting back here saying Zoo Tiger's probably got two or three lengths on Afghab and wet track-wise. And they're very evenly matched in terms of profile. There's not much between them, maybe half a length. So my view is Afghab needs to be on a better surface to really... Uh, ensure victory. Now, even though I've said all that, Ralphie, I still feel from an overall perspective, Af Cabin's good enough to finish in the top three. Yep. And it's just a matter of seeing where that ground is by then. I'm, I'm sort of sitting back here saying it's a three-horse race for me. It's uh, Af Cabin, Zoo Tiger, and, and Coyote is the other runner, Ralphie, who's got a really good solid wet track profile. Well, that, that's worth noting because, I mean, if Cabin's $2, uh, Zoo Tiger's sort of mid mid to high fours, but uh, Kote is as much as $12 about. Yeah, that's that's crazy overs. Maybe they're trying to compensate. I mean, F Cabin, really? The price, What did you say the price is? For? $2, yeah. It, <laughs> it's it's silly. It's silly. I know you do your work without prices. That's what I wanted to underline here. Yeah, it's silly, Ralphie. Cody should be like $4. Yep. Maybe $5 worst case scenario, and the other two should be about $3 each. Right. Well, there you go. There's the clarity there. Let's have a look at the Oaks. Uh, Pavitra, that we said uh, was was uh, so good, obviously, in the Ke- at Kemble Grange, then beaten by a, a, a Kiwi star. You've got it most advantage from another Kiwi in Penny Wecker. Uh, Fireburn, though, we know that can handle the wet, as can Arts on the quick backup from that swamp last week. Yep. No doubt about it. And this is pretty much who's going <laughs> to stay the best. Probably more importantly, what speed will they really run at? This is what I'm trying to get understanding because that ground isn't going to be even right around the track, Ralphie. Yeah. There's a possibility, part of that, just depending on how that wind's going to be blowing, that that back straight could be a lot quicker ground than the home straight. So when we see that, that's often an advantage for leaders, isn't it? Yes, and this means that could inject more speed into the race as well. Because otherwise, if it's a real, really you know nasty around the back, they'll go minus twenty. 
Right. <laughs> Which we've seen in the Oaks. Yeah, and then that ha- that actually helps fire burn. As weird as it sounds, right? Is that because he's got a help- good sprint? Yeah, good sprint and likes the wet ground. Yes. All right. So uh, the, hence hence all that. You've got as a moderate confidence play. The favourite for the race is Pavitra in the mid threes. Fireburn, $6. Pennywecker, $6. And, uh, and Arts, uh, you know, about five fifty. Yeah, and they're all chances, Rolfie. For, for myself, on a, on, from, on a personal level for betting, I won't be betting in the race. Yep. It just, just doesn't suit me, this, the makeup. I can't personally absolutely lock in what that race shape's going to be. And there are a few little question marks around a, a number of the horses. So I'm saying 2,400, I'll watch them go round. Well, we're going to go around over over further in the Sydney Cup, of course, over 3,200 metres. We uh, discussed this extensively yesterday. What's your final thoughts? Ralphie, if the track stays S7H8, yep. I'm genuinely taking a position for myself as I'm considering specking number five, Arapahoe. Yeah, if the track's improving, I, I want to be gold trip, Ralphie. So gold trip's around about $8. Uh, uh, Arapahoe around about $13. The others that you mentioned, well, Baron uh, Samidi, you made a, a real case for it yesterday on its best talent, so if it comes to play. And Cleveland's, well, it's $4 favourite from King Frankel that you haven't yet mentioned. Yeah, well, it got hard because I know when I look at it, probably sitting back here and saying, hey, King Frankel versus Cleveland in terms of like how I was going to try and sort of finalise that top four. I just gave the edge to Cleveland because I still feel it, it's rising. And, you know, King Frankel, I can't fault it, Rolf. You, the track stays heavy, then I, it's definitely the, the fifth pick for me, but I don't want to back neither of them, even yeah. though Cleveland's some chance of winning and King Frankel's some chance of winning, but I don't want to back neither of those two horses myself. Yes. All right. Well, that, that, that's nice clarity, and if the track's drying as expected, it sounds like you're going to be pretty happy to go with the top weight. Uh, absolutely, Ralphie, for sure. Absolutely sensational race coming up here with the uh, Animo versus Dubai on a match race. We've since had uh, Cascadian taken out of the market uh, with, it, with it being a late morning, uh, sorry, a race day scratching. What's your what's your final thoughts here? It looks like you're going to get the place on side availability here for uh, Animo. Yeah, I'm sticking strong with Animo. Of course, Dubai on a, we've touched on a pr- you know, pretty good way, Ralph. We yep. know that we don't have a ceiling on this horse and could... You know who knows? Could be the, could it be the next Winks, right? In terms of the figure wise, like getting beyond plus ten. I don't believe Animo's got the capability of going plus ten, but who knows, right? Uh, Dubai Honor could, right? Could end up being that horse, and then that two dollars forty would be like a, a you know <laughs> miracle price, right? Yep. But I'm just keeping everything real and looking just things on basic fundamentals and where I feel the fitness conditioning is for all the horses. I'm very confident staying with Animo and, and I hope they keep back in Dubai Honor because the price will only get better for Animo and it's every it's every bit as good as Dubai Honor on current profile. The uh, just a just a round one off that you say you've got uh, Alenkar in your most advantage for for multis. Uh, Mike Moroni, I heard him on RSN today said he had a good chat chat with William Haggis, the original trainer, and thinks he's got him absolutely spot on. So a forgivable setup. And whatever anybody does, if they're playing multis, do not leave this horse out. And mind you, Ralphie, I'm even going to say I wouldn't be completely surprised if it won. That's a talent level. Yeah, I mean, I just wouldn't. Yep. At the end of the day, this horse is, is a, a contender and a serious one and has to be given a lot of respect. 
I'm just going purely on the exposed class that I have on my profile, and uh, I'm looking forward to backing Animo. <laughs> Race nine of the program here, the queen of the turf since yesterday, fangirls out. Well, that takes a headache away from us, Vince, because we just know she's better on, on clean ground. Alcohol-free on top. What's your final thoughts, Race Morning? Well, probably not good for all the alcohol people who enjoy drinking alcohol. <laughs> so I get that, right? But the reality is it's by how far. Okay. You know, you know how far, you know, alcohol is just too good, Ralphie. It really is. You know, I, I was worried about Fangirl, who's out, yeah, because I know how talented it is, but they're not going to get near it. This, this runner has to run very, very badly to um, not finish in the first round. I mean very badly. You can run two, three lengths below its profile and still run top three. All right. Well, the others you got in your most advantage, hope in your heart, Levante, a tissue, uh, Sierra Leone, Miss, who obviously has been going well in Melbourne. But there, there it is. There's your race morning summation, alcohol-free. It's her race. Last race in the program, Zapateo from Expat, who's an on-pacer kicker that we mentioned. Uh, what's your final thoughts with this race? <sighs> We're track is it's what it's all going to get down to, Ralph. If we're staying S, you know S seven H eight, there. Well, put it this way: if we stay at that level, I don't want to back either of them, right? At all, right? I actually don't want to bet in the race if that happens. Yep. If if I'm just taking a view from just the life journey of how many times I've seen with no rain stains at Randwick, it continues to improve that we're going to end up on a track that I'm hoping for is going to be S6 or better. And then both Zapoteo and Expat, their profiles dramatically uh, improve in terms of, you know, not conceding to a couple of other horses who have got great wet track profiles, right? And then it becomes, you know, a race that can be considered for betting for me. Well, just given a particular last race, uh, the, the other two, if it happens to be on the uh, on the worst side of uh, slow for those uh, looking to play, which, which yep. way are you saying that it will be advantage? Uh, five and by? eleven, five uh, and Sky 11. Command hypothetical. I'd be sticking strongly with the on pace runners. I would, I personally wouldn't be betting myself, right? Yep. But if I was had to do multis, I would be marking them, uh, you know, to be equal first with the other two. Sounds like in summation, Vince, your uh, your A grade bets today are alcohol free and animo. That's it, and uh, and you'll be playing in the Sydney Cup at, uh, for some value. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Either way, if the track's drying, I'm going to be gold tripping. If the track's staying like we've seen last week, a genuine heavy, I want to have something on a good price runner in Arapaho. Arapaho, yep. All right. Once again, we really appreciate you being a customer of our year-round carnival preview. Best of luck for his fantastic day's racing at Randwick, day two of the championships. Get on down.